Hello and welcome to the Rob Burgess Show. I'm of course your host, Rob Burgess. On this, our 162nd episode, our returning guest is Jonathan Fowler. You first heard Jonathan Fowler on episodes 2, 10, 20, 21, 29, 30, 31, 32, 34, 35, 43, 48, 51, 56, 64, 74, 83, 92, 102, 103, 104, 105, 106, 107, 108, 109, 111, 114, 115, 116, 119, 126, 127, 133, 137, 140, 146, 147, 149, 153, 156, 158, 160, and episode 82, also featuring fellow regular guest Ash Burgess of the podcast. Jonathan graduated with a BA in history from Indiana University in 2006. He is an unabashed left-wing political junkie. He has lived and worked in South Korea for over 10 years, trying to help the citizens of that great nation hopefully talk pretty one day. Short programming note. We recorded this episode on Sunday, March 22nd. On Monday, March 23rd, Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb issued a stay-at-home order for the next two weeks. And on Tuesday, March 24th, the 2020 Olympics were officially postponed until 2021. And now on to the show. How's it going in Korea? No, surviving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how, how are you guys doing there? It sounds like it's getting pretty bad with the coronavirus in America. Yeah, I think we're starting to get a little taste of what you guys have been going through for the last couple months here. Uh, We're about to get a crash course. Uh, This last week has been absolutely insane, Uh, just one thing after another. And honestly, I've you know seen it coming because I've been paying attention to what's happened in other parts of the world. So I didn't think there was any reason it couldn't happen here. So I started getting ready a couple weeks ago, but you know. I only wish I had started earlier now, so... Yeah. Have you been, like, stocking up on toilet paper? Uh, Among other things, sure. (laughs) Not, not, I mean, it's it's an amount that we would have used anyway. It was not like a truckload that we're going to, like, try to arbitrage on on the internet or something. Yeah, we've got shortages of masks over here. The masks are being rationed, but otherwise, you know, I don't know. I haven't gone out to like any supermarkets or anything to see how the shelves are but i don't i think things we we haven't had too many shortages except for masks mm-hmm. see i knew that i'm more on the wavelength of i'm not as scared of the thing itself as the panic surrounding it and that's mostly why i tried to like get ready because i knew that once people realized that this wasn't a democratic hoax or whatever that then they would start to like really get crazy so i i just you know <laughs> i just kind of took it uh, at face value uh when people were still kind of why is this a big deal <laughs> so <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh i don't know it's gonna suck i don't know what it's gonna do to the you know i'm worried about the economy in the future i mean obviously humans now but i don't know the economy is you know <laughs> We had a recession last time. I'm not so sure we won't have a depression this time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's different than anything we've ever experienced either because in some ways, you know, it is it is obviously much worse than 2008. Uh, in some ways, it's also worse than the depression because it's all happening so fast. You know, it, I've heard it pointed out that the depression didn't really get ramped up for a little while. And, you know, even though you had similar, maybe unemployment numbers, it didn't happen as a shock to the system. 
you know, it was more yeah. of a rolling thing that happened over the course of a couple of years. And, you know, it got very bad, obviously, and it, it looks like it's going to get even worse, uh, in, at least in the short term here now. But this is, like, happening so very quickly that people haven't had time to prepare. So. Yeah. I guess, I mean, the good part about it is, is somebody could discover a cure tomorrow and they could start producing it. And then, you know, within whatever amount of time it would take to produce and distribute that, which I'm not saying would be a short time, uh, but within some amount of time, we could start expecting the economy to actually get back to normal. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, as soon as restaurants open back up, that, that industry is going to be back to where it was and maybe even more so because people are going to be so like uh you know wanting to get out of their houses so i'm sure that would like although that's probably unless there is like an actual cure that would probably start another (laughs) another outbreak unless they figured out how to like have a vaccine for it at that point so who knows but i mean china seems to be i think they had no new cases for the first time since it started the other day so they seem like they've got at least a handle on it. I don't know. How is South Korea doing now with it? Um, we're down to less than most, – most days of the last week, we've had less, fewer than a, 100 new cases per day, mm. which is obviously – the number is still increasing, but they think that this is a manageable increase. So mm-hmm. uh, there were one or two days. I think Wednesday it, it spiked up to about 150, though. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, just overnight here in Indiana, we had something like 70 new cases. Now there's over 200 in the state, so we had four deaths. So it's Yeah, getting... my, my brother was, uh, he has a fever now, and um, he seems to be getting over it. And he went to, he was trying to get checked out and get it tested and stuff, and they said, well, fill out this form or something. And so the form had a whole bunch of questions on it, like, and apparently one of the questions was, like, have you had direct contact with an, another confirmed patient? Uh-huh. And he's like, well, how would I know that? You know, you, you guys right. aren't really performing the tests in Indiana yet. So it's like, you know. But fortunately, he seems to be on the mend. So, um, but, you know, it's a really shitty time to catch a, a, a regular fever here right now, obviously. Yeah, believe me, you don't want to cough in public these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's kind of like in class or something. If somebody sniffles or coughs or sneezes, we're like, is that a corona sneeze? Is that a corona cough? <laughs> oh, so you're still – That's that was my next question. So you're still teaching. Yeah, I think a lot of the, the kids' hogwans have been shut down temporarily. Like one of my friends over here, he's been on vacation for three weeks. Of course, he can't really go anywhere, but, you know, he's, he doesn't have to work. And in theory – all employees are supposed to be paid like 70% of the regular salary during times like these. But mm-hmm. it sounds like his, his school wanted them to all sign a, con- uh, sign a paper that would say like, um, you know, I am, I will be getting three weeks of unpaid vacation right now or something. And he refused to sign it. But it sounds like most of the other employees did. So, wow. but yeah, I'm teaching adults and we're still going. I've, mm. you know, I've had, you know, a lot of the students come to me and say things like, oh, I'm going to take some time off and this and that. And, you know, I just have to let them go. I have to say, yeah, you know, do what's best for you. I mean, I, you know, obviously I want our business to continue to be profitable or whatever and stay in business and stuff. And I don't like losing students, but it's like I'm not going to I'm certainly not going to tell like a, somebody who's in their 60s or something. No, 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 we're OK. Keep coming to our school like yada, yada, yada. I can't, I can't make them any guarantees. And I'd. 
obviously feel pretty horrible if they died or something, if you know, there was an outbreak here for some reason, but, um, sure. So yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. All but, the schools um, in Indiana are closed through the beginning of May at the at minimum. So. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen anything like this in my life. And I, I think probably most Americans haven't. No, I don't think so at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. The sports stuff, like, I mean, just like canceling, entire season of oh, basketball yeah. and baseball right i mean like i you know nba yeah so nothing over. like we've never done that before that's this is uncharted territory i mean like 9-11 you know wars nothing nothing else has ever you know done this but yeah oh. it's so weird yeah it, the olympics are still happening is that right do i have that right oh japan wants them to but i think i think i saw a headline somewhere today that secretly Japan's uh, Olympic organizers are preparing for a situation where it gets delayed, mm-hmm. which I think it will. I mean, uh, I don't, you know, nobody's trying to have like international gatherings right now. So, no, not at all. So uh, it's been so frustrating to watch the Trumpian response and also his minions responses to all this i mean it's just been insane because it's like he he says like at the beginning that it's like it's a hoax it makes it's just there to make me look bad it's all under control it's like it's like you're not gonna talk this thing down you can't give it a cute nickname on twitter and have it go away so it's like finally he for whatever reason i guess tucker carlson had some sort of intervention uh and -hmm. told him it's it was serious and now it's like he's he's mr war president and, uh, you know, apparently people are buying it because his approval numbers are now above 50 percent as, as far as like his handling of the situation. We'll see how that holds as, uh, you know, as things uh, progress. But it's it's just upsetting to people. You know, people want things to be normal. You know, that's just the mm-hmm. bias people have. It's normalcy bias. It's like even if things are totally messed up and it's totally obvious why. And, you know, you yeah. mentioned the testing. That's what we're not doing here. Like in. The, you're right. The CD or C requirements are insane, and we need to do what South Korea did because they found out from what I've read that by testing everyone, that people our age are the, you know, we're we're mostly asymptomatic, but we're super contagious, and we're the ones that are spreading it around to people, but we're not getting tested in America because we don't fit the criteria, and nobody's even like counting cases. Uh, of those, uh, you know, undiagnosed ones that don't show signs. And even the one, like you said, the ones who do show signs, it's like, did you have contact with a person? And then I saw people online being like, I've been tested positive. So if you need to say that you've, t- you've been in contact with someone and you've been in contact with me, use me as a reference. You know, it's like, and that, yeah. that's where we are in America. You have to use a sick person as a reference to get a test. And I don't yeah. know if that's, yeah, but yeah, just well, I, mad. I, it's, you know, when, when they poll people and you get these ridiculous poll numbers where people are like, oh, Trump's doing a good job with this crisis. It's like, you know, these people have, I don't know, are they media illiterate? Do they have like the attention span of a gnat or a goldfish or something? I mean, like I, one fact that I learned last week and I didn't realize it last week because I thought this, this stuff had started in America later than it did in Korea. But I learned this. I think this may be one of the most important facts for people to know in America, which is that this this the first case arrived in America and arrived in South Korea on the same day, which was January 20th. Wow. And so 
everything that's happened after January 20th and whatever happened before then too, to some degree, as far as, you know, just hearing about this thing and preparing for it or whatever, you know, both countries had the same knowledge base to start out with. <laughs> and, and you can say, okay, yeah, America has like six times as much population as, as Korea does, but Korea has got ridiculous levels of population density. You know, you've got hundreds of people packed into, um, you know, apartment complexes door to door, you know, it's like, you know, th there have been some unique challenges to this country too, I think. So, mm -hmm. but as far as like taking this thing seriously, getting the tests ready, you know, doing the testing, making the testing, you know, something that you can do where you can just drive up to the, you know, drive up mm -hmm. to a drive through thing, which is probably uniquely appealing to our fast food president. Although I don't know how it's going to be implemented in America. <laughs> It's but, already uh, in some places in New York, uh, New York State. I, I think in New Rochelle, I heard there was one, and I think in other places they're starting to get that up and running. But it's it's late, real late. Yeah, I mean the CDC. I mean whatever they did, where they turned down, somebody was offering them. Somebody internationally was offering them, you know, the test, right? And they said, no, 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 we're developing our own test. And then they. <sighs> tried to roll it out and it didn't work or something. And then they like tried to roll out a, a properly working test finally, but then there were like bottlenecks and, you know, distributing that or something. It's just like, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, somebody has a test. Why do you turn that down? <laughs> you know, like, is it a matter of like you've got domestic companies that you want to make a profit off of this or something by developing the test for themselves and distributing it exclusively or something. I mean, like what kind of bureaucratic red tape makes an organization concerned with people's safety say, we don't want your test. We're going to do our own and we don't have it yet, but we're going to make it, you know, like, I don't know. It's, uh, it's mind-boggling. Well, yeah, well, well, Trump tried to go to Germany to buy, uh, forget what he was trying to buy. Maybe it was tests, or maybe it was like a cure or something. Like he was trying to buy from Germany or something. And they were like, no, we're not going to give it. But he wanted it just for America. That was what the thing was. It was like, you give it to me and no one else. <laughs> it's like, that's that's where we are right now. We're, we're trying to like, who can edge in faster? It's not like, oh my gosh, we're all humans. Let's figure this out. It's like... Never let a crisis go to waste, you know? It's like, it's it's ridiculous. And I knew that he was going to use this somehow to try to get what he wanted. And I don't know if you saw that Bill Barr is now looking to suspend certain parts of the Constitution during this. <laughs> and it's probably not going to happen because of the House it has to approve it or something. But it's just, that here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it's like we, we knew this was going to happen. How are we yeah. going to use this? Let's let's deny it until it's undeniable, and once it's undeniable, let's use it to our full advantage and not actually try to solve it. So, yeah. Any idea which parts of the Constitution? I'm assuming maybe uh, the First Amendment. I think it has to do with holding people without charges. I, I think it's like suspending habeas corpus. I think is the idea. Um, let me look here. I was reading about it last night. Yeah, and I th I guess Abraham Lincoln did that during. The Civil War, but that was a different situation. I mean, we were fighting an actual war during another against an army. Uh, so yeah. I think that you know, even if you had qualms about that, at least you could make that argument. DOJ asked Congress to craft legislation allowing chief chief judges to indefinitely hold people without trial and suspend other constitutionally protected 
rights during coronavirus and other emergencies. Well, obviously, like nobody should give Donald Trump any more power than he already has. But I don't know. I, I do think like, I mean, like I, I heard there was a case in Kentucky where this guy had been diagnosed with coronavirus, but he like walked out of the hospital and went home and like they couldn't arrest him. And so the like sheriff deputies had to like go and surround his house and make sure he never left his house or something. And it's like, yeah, you can do that in one case. And that sends a message, I guess. But you can't obviously if there's an, you know, we've got a nation of rugged individuals out there who maybe don't want to stay home and we don't have enough sheriff deputies to do that to everybody. Right. So it's like. Yeah. You know, it, maybe that guy, you know, does belong in jail, although, you know, maybe he doesn't belong in jail because jails are breeding grounds for this. And actually, yeah. I've heard that um, Iran released their entire jail population, basically, or something and said, wow. you know, you're all free to go right now because we don't want to keep you in this place where it's going to incubate the disease. But you may have to come back later. Mm. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's just bizarre. That is crazy. Yeah, I don't know we'd ever do that in America. So. Yeah, well, I think I've somebody. I don't know what what's to be said about all this. It's just like, <laughs> well, I mean, what's to be said is that you know we, we I don't think people want to be perceived. At least I don't as just blaming everything on Trump. Like I don't blame Trump for the virus itself. I you know, obviously. You know, I even thought yeah. he, even maybe if it was too late, belatedly, he did try to do, you know, a travel ban from parts of China or whatever uh, during the initial mm -hmm. stages. Maybe that was good. I want to give him credit for that, I guess. But that was an obvious step to take, and it was obvious for him in particular to take, obviously, Mr. Close the Borders. But everything mm -hmm. since then has been a total man-made disaster, and, you know, it's it's not been helpful. He has these press briefings that are completely fact and information free uh mm -hmm. not helpful crash the stock market every single time he talks um mm -hmm. it's like he it would be better if he was just like in bed just sleeping during this time just 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 just, just taking a nap that would actually be better for everyone because the governors are the ones that are yeah. actually stepping up and doing his job for him which is great if you have a good governor. If you have a governor like in Florida, Ron DeSantis, who won't close the beaches, I don't even know if they're closed yet. They might not be closed till Monday, I thought I heard. So, yeah. I mean, if your governor's good or at least understands the threat, well, fine then. But, like, this is what happens when you don't have a strong leader who has a plan and one sticks to it, you know. Uh, you have this patchwork of things to cover the same issue and – this virus doesn't care what state you're in and spring break just is finishing now and the, welcome back super spreaders like <laughs> you know and and this is yeah. why this is why this is going to get out of control uh we don't have enough masks we don't have enough ventilators we don't have enough mm -hmm. tests and we're not moving with the proper urgency that we need to um so yeah. even now even when the threat is obvious and i don't i don't see I don't see, you know, and we're only going to have to do more later because we're doing less now. It's not like we get to not do it at all because we're not doing it now. It's just we're, we're delaying the pain and we're making it worse. So yeah, this is going to last for a lot longer than people think or are prepared for. But, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. It, it could have been could have been prevented easily. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, and, and yeah, to be to be totally like, you know, unnecessarily fair to um trump yeah i mean 
this thing could have happened under any president and it would have been a disastrous situation no matter who the president was. Absolutely. Of course, you know, I mean, but it really does depend on what kind of steps the president takes. Like, um, you know, and in South Korea, like, I mean, we've got a left wing president and he did a partial travel ban on, you know, China just from the, the part of Wuhan or whatever. But mm-hmm. like by the time they locked down Wuhan, like five million Wuhan citizens has already distributed across China, basically. And so and so he got a lot of criticism and stuff from the conservative media here saying that he was too friendly to China, too deferential to China and everything. And, you know, was mishandling it. And there were like petitions on the on the Blue House website over here, like calling for him to be removed and stuff. And but then, like, you know, here we are like a month later almost. And it's like, oh, actually, South Korea handled things about as well as any country in the world. And it's now like an international model for how to do it. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, oops. Oh, sorry. Okay, (laughs) we'll impeach you next time. (laughs) Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, it's it's funny because we don't think about those divisions. At least I don't think the average American does. We just hear South Korea did good. And like, we're like, oh, okay, all South Korea was on board then. Okay, great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a disappointment for many of his domestic critics critics here in Korea. I think for President Moon. So, uh huh. But um, yeah, I I was personally disappointed because we've had you know a lot of stuff going on in the family. I've got an I got a nephew who's over a year old now that I haven't seen yet, and you know I've been we negotiated last year with my boss to get a vacation at the beginning of this year for a month and go back and meet my nephew and. You know, I've got some elderly family members who have had some illnesses. Um, We had a death in the family on my mom's side here this past month. And we had another death on my dad's side down in North Carolina last year. You know, there's a lot of family stuff that I'm not there for. And so there was a lot of things that I needed needed to do. And I was planning to come back to America next month. And I had even bought the ticket. Mm. And we had all the classes figured out who's going to be teaching them while I was gone and everything. And uh, but I, you know, I talked to my mom and dad last week and they said, well, Jonathan, it looks like it's getting bad. And also, you know, some older members of our family are immunocompromised. And so it's really there couldn't be a worse time to come back and stuff. And so like between Monday and Tuesday, I canceled the ticket. Oh, man. and, Sorry you know, to hear that. We were looking forward to seeing you, but yeah, I understand. It's it's totally understandable, but it's, yeah, it totally is, sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you know, but you know, and I, you know, it would have been weird coming back to America because at the time I was thinking like people are going to be giving me shit like, oh, you're from Korea, oh, you're almost, <sighs> you're like basically from ground zero, but it's like yeah, but I've been living here in this stuff for two months and I'm not sick, so <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like, but now it's like. You know, if I went back now, people would be like, you you from Korea? Take me back with you. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of like this kind of thing, probably. Yeah, right. <laughs> and in Korea, like, I mean, just to go over some of the stuff that they have. And, I mean, the Korean system is not perfect. But basically, if you're not working, um, some, you know... Basically, if, I, I think if you're self-employed or something like that, I think the government has to give you some amount of money. Or if you if you get self if you get quarantined, the government will give you money, like a thousand up to like four hundred and fifty dollars a month or a thousand dollars a month, depending on your family size and stuff. 
or if you're if you're employed at a company and you're self-quarantined, if you have to be quarantined, then your company has to pay you some amount of money. So basically, they I mean, they've they've properly they've you know, some people are complaining a little bit like, oh, you know, it's taxpayer money and stuff or whatever. We've you've always got those people in society, but it's like mm -hmm. the government is properly incentivizing people to do the right thing. Yeah, because, you know, people somebody said somewhere like a person can be smart, but people are stupid. <laughs> it's like mm -hmm. and it's not even just that. It's like, you know, some people can't, you know quarantine can't, can't self -quarantine. you know they got to work they got to put money on the table food on the table or whatever yeah and stuff and you know some jobs are essential or whatever so mm -hmm. it's um you know but the government has properly incentivized people to actually quarantine when they're supposed to quarantine to get you know <laughs> to get it to you know to herd all the cats and get them all doing the right thing at the right time basically right um and I'm trying to think, what was the other thing? The other thing, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, testing in Korea, I think, like, I don't know. You might have to pay, like, $100 out of pocket. I could be wrong about that. It might be totally free. Huh. But, um, but, but it's possible if you want one, you can get it. You don't have to have certain preconditions, right? Yeah, well, I haven't tried to get one yet, but, yeah, it seems like, yeah. But you if can you get wanted one. one, you could pay some money and get one now, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you go in and you say you've got a fever or you've got a you've got some symptoms or something, I imagine they would test you. You don't have to like know somebody who knows somebody or whatever. No, no. Uh -huh. If if you're showing any symptoms, they want to know. So, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, you don't and go. That's to the... another thing that's been frustrating too with these celebrities to watch is you know we have, you know, Tom Hanks and his wife getting coronavirus, which was a show. I think honestly we're gonna look back when the history is written of this. That is going to be a turning point where people are like, what? <laughs> so I think like the skeptics were really, you know, it's like the most one of the most recognizable actors and his wife have it. And they were in Australia, apparently asymptomatic or or having very mild symptoms or just you know, could have mistaken it for any normal cold or flu. Uh, but, you know, they got a test. If you're rich and famous, you get a test. Like if you're a politician, you get a test. What are what about people the normal people like you have to like apparently be on the certain echelon of people and uh, somehow these people get tested you know it's it's, it's curious yeah. you know? well to be fair they were in Australia and I'm not sure what Australia's policies are sure, but yeah fair enough but there have been other celebrities who have who have like yeah, Elba, in America uh, also he found out he was positive I think he well, did know British. somebody that did that's true and he also did know somebody that was that that also tested positive so that probably helped his case but I'm saying there are other celebrities I've heard about that you know, professional yeah. athletes also. So. Yeah, yeah. Of course, well, there was that one yeah. basketball player that touched all the microphones and then caused the NBA to be shut down. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard about that, and I, I think I saw it and stuff, uh, and it was like, and then they tested him, and he was positive, right? Yeah, <laughs> and he infected like, his teammates. I mean, uh, we yeah. don't, I guess we don't know he infected him, but his teammates were infected, and they said he was being handsy, which he was being in the press conference. <laughs> 
but I guess it would have been inevitable they would have shut it down anyway. But it's like you see these little, little, little flashes of oh, get him, get that one guy. Like the guy. <laughs> did you read that New York Times story about the guy that went through like every Dollar General and Family Dollar in like uh, two states and like got like all the hand sanitizer and and wipes and and stuff and has like a garage full. But now he's been shut down by all the like the online retailers for like price gouging and like he has like a whole warehouse of stuff that he doesn't know what to do with because like he can't apparently sell any of this anywhere and people are like in desperate need (laughs) yeah uh well i imagine he could you know maybe not online or something but i imagine there's ways oh i'm sure he could upload it not not now that he's been in the new york times i think he had to end up giving it all away just do the public outcry but i think if he'd been a little quieter about it he probably could get something done (laughs) yeah i mean yeah if i mean if he underpriced it a little bit maybe maybe he could repair some of the damage or whatever oh yeah. yeah So um, I'm trying to think what else is, yeah, South Korea is doing. Basically, they have the drive-in things where you can, you know, obviously you just drive through and get tested and get your results the next day, I suppose. Um, yeah, we've had several cases nearby here. Um, I've got a woman in one of my classes who is a pharmacist, and apparently the 14th patient in South Korea uh came to her her and her husband's pharmacy and her husband was working at that time so they were both exposed so she took a month off she's been gone for two months now mm-hmm. and um there was a there was a case near this company i work at i teach at a company and i ride a bus up to the company it takes about 10 minutes on the bus and stuff not too long but um there was a case halfway between here and there and in an office building, and then there were a couple of, you know, uh, probably a couple of spinoff cases from that one and stuff. But so it's nearby, but it hasn't hit my particular part of the city yet. Does the mask actually interact with facial hair? Like, is that a real thing? Uh, well, one it wasn't really damaged, but yeah, one of my masks it was it was pretty soft cotton or something. Not cotton, I don't know whatever the material is they use, the gauze or whatever. And it really was getting kind of torn up by my goatee, so I... It is an interesting thing to see the idea come around, finally. Andrew Yang, if you're listening, <laughs> you did it. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, and... buddy. You didn't, you know, you didn't make it in the presidential race, but you did. Your, your idea lives on through Mitt Romney and others. Trump, even, has, has gotten on board with this now. So it's, you know, UBI, Freedom Dividend, coming to a taxpayer near you, apparently. Are you going to get yeah. this check too, Cha? Since you're a taxpayer. I, yeah, I need to look into that because I definitely you need to look into that. I, absolutely, because I'm freaking paying like American taxes and Korean taxes over hey, here. So like, I would, I would get your check, get paid. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I've certainly lost money from this because you know I got fined or whatever for canceling my flight ticket. Uh huh. So. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really expect to buy a month's worth of groceries <laughs> all at once. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent a little more than usual. <laughs> yeah, and um, so I'm I'm just curious how we're gonna have to apply for it or like what kind of stuff like because it's I don't know if they're gonna, it sounds like they're people are debating means testing it and they don't know how much it's gonna be and it sounds like it's only gonna be a one time thing right. Or yeah, at least right. initially, that's it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. It's, it's, it's going to be more than one. I guarantee it. It has to be. Like, yeah. no way people are going to be made whole with $1,000 check. That's no way this, that's happening. When you're telling people not to leave their house for weeks on end, 
one thousand dollar check is not going to do it and jobs that are gone like businesses are just gone like gone not coming back some businesses they'll come back they'll hire back their people some businesses that was it they were they were in dire straits anyway (laughs) this they can't survive Mm -hmm. this they might restart their business they might restart a different business Mm -hmm. this business isn't this business isn't happening yeah yeah they um yeah well yeah, I mean, $1,000 a month isn't going to make some people whole, but some people are probably going to come out ahead from where they usually are with this. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you, if you if you happen to, like, be okay beforehand, uh, then it's going to be fine for you. But well, I don't know, no, I mean, testing I mean, seems bad to me. I don't, it's going to take too long. It's going to be arbitrary. It's going to let people look down on the people who do get it as the takers. Uh, give it to everybody. If the rich people feel so bad about it, let them tear it up or give it to some charity or something. Uh, but yeah, if we're as long as we're printing money anyway, just give it to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's complicated. I, I just think like means testing take would take too long because it's probably going to be a thing where you're going to have to be like, you know, like when people were trying to figure out how to get on Obamacare the first time, they all had to go yeah. on the website and like nope. input all this information and like compare and contrast the different plans and stuff. And it's like nobody got time for that. <laughs> Most of us probably, you know, it's 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 a undue burden. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I, once again, though, I just I, I'm trying to c- conceptualize if we have a Democrat come in next year, just the sh- the shape the economy is going to be in at that point is just incomprehensible. Yeah, it's, so. it's going to be a whole different world by the time. But yet, once again, we've got, you know, we'll have a, if, you know, assuming Joe Biden probably <laughs> the nominee at this point, although Bernie's still in, so we could still watch those debates, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, we um, could. <laughs> I just, I, that's, oh boy, that's in a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I think I heard somewhere that he would have to win like 40% in every state remaining to be the nominee. So I don't know. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. I think like, I don't know. I don't want to be a downer or anything, but I think like, you know, Joe Biden and the Democrats, like, I don't know. It's, I've got a lot to say on it for sure. Um, you know, you can save your like fire on that if you want to. Uh, we can talk about that next episode. I just kind of wanted yeah. to talk about coronavirus mostly, but okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so because yeah, they... I feel like that's that's a whole other a whole other train of thought here. So, but yeah, yeah. Well, gosh, so. So you guys, you've got a month's worth of food then, huh? Something like that, yeah. I mean, the way these kids eat, who knows how long it'll actually last. But <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Uh, got we 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 did some pretty big shopping trips. You know, we we just moved to a new apartment anyway, so we moved all our stuff right before all this happened, and we bought a bunch of furniture, and we got another baby coming next month too. So we we got some bunch of stuff to go with that, and then so we, we're pretty good on like you know staples at this point uh we we did some big target shopping trips we did some kroger shopping trips we've got some perishable food in the fridge some stuff in the freezer we got some tin you know tin cans we got you know got some shelf 
shelf stable things we got some water so we're, we're pretty good there are a couple of uh worst comes to worst there are a couple ethnic grocery stores that are in walking distance uh right mm-hmm. here and we also have cvs still of course the marsh as you know sadly closed otherwise that would be that would be right over there um, yeah i was very dis- I, I was surprised how disappointed i was by that the last time i was no, back believe, there believe me, it was it was it was very disappointing for us too but there's still yeah. there's still places that we could conceivably get food we're just trying to minimize our exposure for the time being so are you guys still in the same complex yeah, we're just in a different part of the same complex here. Just has a, uh, an extra bathroom. Our new place does. So. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I I just remember when I went back there. I think it was in yeah in 2014. Like when I yeah. went up there, and, like the first thing we did was went over to the marsh and stuff, and I just got some like uh some sushi. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And like you know, it was so convenient. I was like, oh oh, they got you know sushi. It's not you know the best sushi in the world or anything, but it's just kind of like a. You know, it's a nice thing to have. Yeah. Well, it was then, super disappointing when that happened, yeah. <laughs> and then in 2017, I come back and you're like, yeah, we don't really have anything nearby that we can, you know, shop at. You can go to the CVS and buy some food there. I'm like, you think they got sushi? Doubt, doubt it. Doubtful. <laughs> yeah. If they do, yeah. you, you don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps not. Yeah, perhaps not. Yeah. Well... I don't know, Bob. What about some hot stock tips? What what, okay. what should I invest let's, let's, in when we? Let's hear it. Yeah. yeah. No. Um. Uh. Well, it may be too late to buy on, low on some of these, but I would say whoever makes Purell, whoever makes Lysol, whoever makes uh your toilet papers, definitely hot option. Paper towel manufacturers, big mm-hmm. big stocks to get. Yeah. Apparently Amazon's hiring at 100,000 people. Domino's is going crazy right now, hiring drivers. Anywhere that delivers food right now is probably a good bet. Um, yeah. Pro- yeah, any, any, yeah that, that stuff's going up. Let's let's think about things that are down now that will go up later. That's that's the that's, thing. That's, that's what I'm more interested in. I think it's too late. Yeah. Like, I mean, they could announce a cure tomorrow, theoretically. They won't, but they could. And then, you know. Who knows if these guys are going to get stuck with like overproduction abilities or yeah. something? I don't know. I'm not a investor. I would I would bank but... on I would bank on the large hotel chains. If if you want to go that route, I would say Marriott is probably a good one. Not that I know anything about any of these companies, but I would say whoever the large large hoteliers are, I would probably bank on them being bailed. Any any industry that you think is definitely going to get a bailout. I would. I think the airlines. Airlines was another one I was going to mention. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're not going to let those ones fail, uh, you know, at all. So I mean, even though things are chips are down now, I don't know about cruise ships. Cruise ships might be done. <laughs> we might be done with cruise ships after this. I don't know if they're coming back. They, they're they're not even patriated in the United States, and most of their crew isn't even American. So who knows if they'll actually get a bailout? I wouldn't count on on that necessarily. But I I do think airlines, hotels, big hotels. Not your mom and pops. I don't know about them, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a l- I'm slightly disappointed because even though I know that they're basically like floating slave ships filled with viruses and stuff, like I've, I've always, <laughs> you know maybe it was Titanic or something, but I've always had this fantasy of being on a cruise ship. I mean, it, it's so cool. I mean, you're sleeping in a bed, but you're on the ocean. You can go out and get a drink or a meal, but you're in the middle of the ocean. Like, I mean, it's a cool concept, right? Like. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe someday, but maybe not. Yeah, right. Who knows? 
Yeah, maybe they will get a bailout. Who knows? I mean, so I saw some people, even some people we went to high school with on on <laughs> online on a booze cruise, even like last is as as early as recently as last weekend. So who knows? Maybe if they open these things back up, people will be like, "Hey, the hot Groupon deal, let's go." <laughs> <laughs> well, Bob, you know. Lightning never strikes. <laughs> Lightning never strikes in the same place twice. Although <laughs> I don't know if we can compare a viral outbreak that's spreading over the entire world like a zombie apocalypse to lightning strike, but it's, yeah, right. it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, it maybe is more like the equivalent of you know flying the kite with the key in the thunderstorm or whatever. But <laughs> that's a funny way yeah. to put it. But yeah. So we think we think airlines and hotels. That's my guesses. I mean, anywhere that like the chips are down now, but you know they're gonna come back. That's what I would think about. And thing things that are like essential to modern life. You know, like, like we're not gonna like go back to like not having airplanes. We're not gonna go back to yeah. not having hotels. Like that's not gonna I, happen. iPhone. Like, yeah, true. But are, are they really down now though? I don't know. See, I don't know. Like I that that's a good one. Yeah, I think that's a good good thing to think about but i don't know how much they're hurting right i feel i feel like people are probably purchasing more devices like that right now than usual maybe they don't have the like money to do it as much but i don't know what do you think yeah no i'm I'm just joking i'm saying they're like a essential part of modern life oh i well they are at this point i mean if kids are going to have to do all this homeschooling and e-learning and stuff that's that's going to be essential so yeah 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 um yeah i don't know i'm thinking about this like i was because i had talked to my grandfather about like you know investing and stuff last time i was back in america and he said well you know you may be ready but i wouldn't i would hold off right now because he says we're like you know something like eight years into a an upward market and everything and he says these things kind of go in 10-year cycles or something and like you know we're kind of due for a correction and then at that point he would buy so I just need to figure out if this thing's going to be like a, you know, a uh, just a, a blip on the radar where there's, you know, a short opportunity to buy or if it's going to be like a 10 year Great Depression kind of thing where, you know, if I throw some money into the market now, I won't see it again for another decade. Well, if you listen to Eric Trump, you would have bought like three weeks ago and <laughs> then you were, would you be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. Yeah, I don't listen to the Trumps for anything, so. <laughs> obviously but um yeah yeah i don't know i do think there are some opportunities out there well speaking of uh investing my heart in cash in uh in something that you know like i i've heard heard tell through the grapevine that there may be some rob burgess show merch in the in yeah the here. yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to get that together maybe i'll do that with my uh my uh my virus money <laughs> <laughs> see if we can flip that <laughs> yeah yeah make yeah take some money to make money so what, what kind of items are we talking about bob i think shirts shirts are shirts are definitely in the offing i was also thinking about mugs maybe maybe some <laughs> stickers i don't know that's yeah. all that's what i had in my mind what, what do you think i don't know i think all those things are good but i think like you know, those are the those are the standard fare kind of things. Like I'm thinking, like if there's something else like outside of the box that we could put in there with the Robert just show, you know, uh, logo on it. I, I don't know what it would be, but I'm just saying, like, you want all the things that a regular merch shop would have, but then you want something that's just kind of crazy. 
<laughs> right. Well, I'm I'm all ears, child. What do you got in mind? <laughs> I don't know. I'll <laughs> I'll use my Corona uh, Corona uh, quarantine time to think about it. But I don't know. Like, it, what kind of thing could you buy that you would have? You'd be proud to have your name on. It's funny because yeah. they have this service now in America where it's like I forget what the name of it is, but like you can have your car wrapped in logos for stuff and i don't know if they how much they pay you a month or if it's just like you get free car insurance or something but like i've seen these people like just driving regular cars around with like advertisements on for like you know quite like sports sports betting and it's like you know how much are you getting paid to do this like i don't think it's them who like have anything to do with the business they're advertising it's just they've agreed to allow their car to be used as advertising by the business (laughs) for some stipend of some some kind i'm not sure what it would take to get somebody to do that but apparently it's enough for some people so yeah have we have we reached peak capitalism yet uh, it's getting close it's getting close we're all socialists <laughs> now though Cha. yeah I, I wasn't there something like i don't know if it was a fictional thing or if it was like a reality program where you could get like a company's logo tattooed on your body or something and mm. i don't know i think that might have been like a dystopian like sci-fi sort of thing or something but yeah i don't know that sounds about right though but uh but i do have some uh some quarantine uh things to watch ash and i've been watching so mm-hmm. uh see we got high fidelity the series uh that was good okay. uh, we finished with that i would i would highly recommend that uh we also have been watching love is blind on netflix have you seen that no what's that about all right, so it's a reality show. I don't usually watch reality shows. I don't usually watch dating shows, but this is actually interesting because they get two groups of people, one one group of guys, one group of girls. They go to this retreat of some sort where the guys are segregated from the girls. They're mm-hmm. in between the two camps of the guys and the girls are these pods. You don't get to see the other person but you can talk to them through like a screen or whatever. Like the screen is like, you can't opaque. You can't see it through the other side. So you have all these dates with other people. And then if you propose to the other person, you say you're going to get married to the person who you've not seen yet. You can then get to meet them. And then you get to go back to the real world and you have to get married within 30 days. Or what? I don't know. You're contractually obligated, I think, <laughs> from what I can tell on <laughs> the show. Oh well, um, the contract says. I guess I better. Uh, it's it's <laughs> yeah. pretty pretty interesting to see. You know, obviously it's a reality show. It's not a documentary, so obviously things are played up. But you know, it is interesting to see how different people react when it's like you don't know who the other person is physically. Uh, you know, I, I think I, th- I think they had to guarantee people a certain amount of hotness that the other person would be trust, otherwise trust they wouldn't us, do it trust us uh, he's gonna be at least a seven okay exactly no i think that is exactly what they said because uh, all these people there's no one you know what i mean it's not like beauty comes in every size no i think the like i think the creators of this were had pretty stringent standards about what amount level of physically fit attractive 
conventionally attractive. You know what I mean? They don't they don't allow much of uh, you know your your quirks, your eccentricities, your 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 whatever. <laughs> it was it was pretty standard issue for like people, which which I guess was good. You don't want to pull a fast one, although it would have made an in- more interesting show because if somebody had like elephantitis or something, it's like hey, guess what? It's like ah, <laughs> it's like, might not might not want to see that, but you know it was it was it's an interesting concept. I have, we haven't gotten all the way through. We still have like two episodes left. Um, yeah, but I would recommend yeah. watching that. It's it's strangely compelling television. So, well, speaking of reality TV, I'm like watching the current season of Survivor, which is awesome. It's season forty because they do two seasons every oh, year. My goodness, wow. Yeah, yeah. Every six months they have a season basically, and so, uh-huh. and this is an all winners season, and so like I mean these are the people like, you know, they're all you know pretty wealthy or whatever because they've already won the million dollars one time, but like, you know. Like, that doesn't guarantee that they're all, you know, perfect players, but generally speaking, we're seeing, like, levels of play that you usually don't see on a year of first-year players and stuff, so it's it's pretty cool. Like, last week's episode was incredible. Like, I was so proud of this woman, Denise, who took out Sandra, who's a two-time winner. And she, I mean, it was just, like, the most Machiavellian thing and stuff. It was so brilliant and stuff, what she did. <laughs> I was, like, out of my seat cheering. So, <laughs> so that's fun. But like, um, but it, I was thinking about like, I mean, cause you're talking about like, you know, oh yeah, everybody's like at least a seven on this show or whatever, but it's like, you know, it's kind of like, I was thinking like, you know, reality TV loves to fuck with people. It's like every, like once a season on survivor, they have like the survivor, uh, what can you say? Um, the survivor, uh, auction where you they give everybody like 500 dollars and they go and they can like combine their money if they want to and they they get different foods and stuff and then they have to bid on it and stuff and if they feel like people aren't bidding enough they just in the auction immediately or whatever so everybody's always bidding but then sometimes they'll have like a covered item so you don't know what's under there i don't understand it because people always bid really hard for it and i would i would i would back off at that point but like sometimes like half the time it's like something really awesome like a steak and a beer or something but then the other time it's like balut which is like a, you know a filipino food which is like a partially developed fertilized egg that has been pickled mm. with all the bones and some feathers forming and like web feet and the bill and all that and you've got to eat it and it's like oh my god so i'm surprised this like love is blind show isn't you know kind of pulling some like that if you know what i like mm. <laughs> whatever the, whatever the dating equivalent of that would be it's like surprise i don't know yeah i don't know i think it's been like enough of a challenge just meeting the parents of the people like because obviously they are meeting the families of the people once they get to know each other and it's like not only are you like hey here's my fiance also we went on a reality show also we have to get married in four weeks (laughs) (laughs) so it's like it's like this cascade of like news that's like hitting their extended families because i think they knew also they didn't that was the other thing they didn't get to have their phones with them Hmm. while they were in the you know pod situation so they were totally cut off from the rest of the world so Mm -hmm. they haven't even been able to like update their families on anything during this time so it's like all their families knew was that they were going away to be on this reality show who knows if they even knew what the topic of the reality show was the people seem pretty surprised to find this out but i don't know some some parents probably pretty relieved though (laughs) real talk yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I'm, like, I'm sure some of them were like, hey, when is our daughter going to settle down? Well, it's like, guess what? 30 days from now, <laughs> all your dreams will come true. <laughs> or yeah. maybe they won't. 
Yeah, there's probably worse ways to do it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know think, though. That... Ash and I were talking about it. it. It almost does make a compelling argument for arranged marriages. Uh, yeah. Because you know, I mean, I've heard and Ash has heard that uh, people that are in arranged marriages, on average, are actually happier than people who are not. So I don't know if it's just like we need to make the best out of a situation that may not be ideal or if it's like it's actually like things are external things aren't as important as we think they are or something. But Or if it's like our parents will continue to hit us if we're not happy. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's it, too. <laughs> the no, I'm just kidding. I've heard that morale improves. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that, too. But like, I don't know. I just think like, I mean, you know, I don't know. Like, the people I like are not the people always that people around me think are the best for me. And the people that they like for me, yeah, I often find, uh, uh, I don't know what's the word, uh, in un, unacceptable or, I don't sure. know. I mean, you're trusting people around you to have the same tastes in many different categories as, as you would. And even if somebody maybe externally, like, you, you tick the boxes or whatever... If it's just not chemistry, you know, it's not like you can force that, so. Yeah, and I think there's, like, physical chemistry, too, or whatever, too. It's like, you can't, I mean, I think there's a lot of attempts in society to, to totally erase that, and it's like, no, you know. <laughs> like, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, and, uh, you know, my tastes are different from somebody else's necessarily, maybe, and so it's like, no, I don't want anybody else choosing, you know, and I know it's temporary or whatever. Mm-hmm. I see some of my ex-girlfriends. Damn. So. <laughs> but, but still, I want to, you know, I want to have, I want to have, like, at least going in, I want to have what I want, right? Sure. Mm. But, Chai, you're still a single man. Maybe you don't know what you want. Maybe someone else has to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That may be some, be, some people's kink. <laughs> 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 yeah. Tell me what but, kind of spouse um, I should have. Tell me again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've been a very indecisive boy. <laughs> you need to make a commitment. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, uh, well, trying to think about like, I mean, oh, I've got like, oh, by the way, I've got $20 writing on this season of Survivor 2. And right now, remarkably, I'm in the lead, apparently. I don't know how long that's going to last. Congratulations. Yeah, I've done this. I did this a couple of years ago, two or three times. And every time, like, I lost so badly that I thought everybody else was cheating and stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I'm doing okay right now. We'll see how it goes. But uh, as far as, like, you know, coronavirus watching stuff, um, I recently watched – what did I watch? I watched Contagion, which has newfound popularity. It's an amazing movie. Have you seen that? What, Contagion? Yes. I think I saw it when it first came out on, like, home video or whatever. So Watch it again. Watch it again. Why? It's – because it's like a fucking documentary these days. I don't. I you think I want to watch a documentary these days? No, I don't. <laughs> Bob, it'll help you prepare for what's coming. Really? So. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, but I, I hadn't seen it until about two weeks ago, and I was like, I was, 
amazed by the movie and it was and it was just like so much of it was exactly like what's going on right now it was so you know it was interesting so no i i remember i remember enough of it to know that i don't need to see it again right now (laughs) (laughs) uh i also rewatched recently um outbreak from 1995 with dustin hoffman and renee russo and uh yeah how did that one hold up yeah, it's really, you know, I don't, I don't remember know, it being like spectacular. I remember it being OK. I think it, it terrified the hell out of me when I was 12 years old, that fucking sure. monkey. But um, yeah, it's still creepy and scary and disturbing, but it's still kind of got like it, it's very much a, a, a piece of its time. I guess we could sure. say like and there's something about the 1990s with um, the military. Right. Like there's something about the military, the way the military was just portrayed or I don't know. I think there was still some sort of like a kind of a revisionist post Vietnam thing view in Hollywood of the military in the nineties that kind of disappeared after nine 11. Hmm. Somebody should write an article about, I don't know. He's like, you have to bomb the town, man. Yes, sir. We are going to bomb the town in America. Yes. Okay. Don't do it. I'm going to fly my helicopter right at your plane. And I'm not moving. Sir, we have uh, detonated the bomb over the ocean. I think it was wind shear, sir. Uh, yes, sir. We were returning to base. You know, it's kind of like this, like, I don't know. You know, there's, I don't know. There's something about, the, like, the portrayal of the military in the 1990s that is so weird. These like, days. overly, overly generous, you mean, or? Uh, it's critical of the military, but it's critical in a weird way. It's kind of like. The problem is that they follow orders too much or something or mm. and that I, mean, I don't know. It's like a it is a criticism. I don't know. It, somebody should like honestly like somebody somebody out there. If we've got college students listening and you're trying to figure out what you should write your, you know, history slash film studies slash, you know, whatever major, you know, what you should write your uh, dissertation on or something. There's uh-huh. there's something to be mined there. You know, portrayals of the American military pre and post 9-11 okay take it run with it you got my blessing <laughs> you don't even have to give credit <laughs> there's gold in them hills okay okay <laughs> so. fair enough and there's also something else like during the 90s i think which was very much a part of the movies which was like this this real concern with the family unit right what do you mean like I don't know, like, I mean, the family, like, must get back together. Like, they're, they're thinking about divorce, but that's not what they really want. They really love each other. Nobody really, you know, there was no abuse. Nobody was, you know, drinking too much or anything here. Like, it was, you know, by the end of the movie, they're going to realize, like, you know, I don't know. It's 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 very much a thing, like, where, you know, or like some kid, like, the parents are fighting and they're going to get a divorce, but then they don't. Or, you know, in this one... Rene Russo and him are like fighting over who's going to keep the dogs when really we all know they should both keep them right. It's, it's that kind of thing. So it's like, <laughs> so, I mean, so that was a concern. <laughs> I don't know. There was just a lot of wacky stuff going on in the movie that was kind of like, you, you try to write a movie with dramatic tension, child. Let's see what you come up with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When she watched, Jim bludgeon the neighbor to death. She knew it was finally irrevocably over. <laughs> there would be no more second chances. This was it. Oh man. Never mind, Finn. Joe. I forget I said that. Don't do it. 
I don't know. I, I think we've got a different, like, um, you know, a different, a different, uh, we're in a different era now in far, as far as movies go. I mean, like, like, okay, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I'm looking at my bookshelf here and I see the book Gone Girl by, what's it, Gilliam or what, whatever, Gillian Flynn. And I haven't read it yet, but the movie was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And that was oh, one of those movies. I, it's actually very fortuitous that I just happened to notice that book because, like, we're talking about, you know, families having to get back together. And spoiler warning, the family does get back together at the end of that movie. And it's like, it's just such a, like, you know, it's not a hopeful thing, which it would have been back in the 1990s. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a dooming thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was I don't know. Movie. I need to watch that one again, maybe. Yeah, I kind of, I want to watch it again, too. The acting was just ridiculous. Like, so good. So crazy. Yeah. Ben Affleck. Neil Patrick Harris was in that too, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the female lead actress's name. Oh yeah, directed by David Fincher. David Fincher, oh. good director. Yeah, Tyler Perry. Forgot about oh, that. Oh, is that is that wait, who, no, who that's is the, Tyler Perry. You know Medea? I don't know who that is. Haven't seen it. I know it's like You know who I'm talking about yeah. at least though, right? African American grandmother? Yeah, played by a guy, written all the movies. Okay. Tyler Perry. He was in. Uh, uh, he was the most recent. I forget which Alex Cross he was, but he was the most recent Alex Cross, also, I believe. I don't know. I don't know who Alex Cross is. You didn't see Along Came a Spider, or was that was that James Morgan Patterson. Freeman? It was in that incarnation. Yes. And, like, who was the female lead in that one? It was, uh, oh, what's her name? From Kentucky or something? Okay. Uh, God, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, I want to say Ashley, but it's not Ashley, is it? They only had room for Morgan Freeman's name on the poster, so I'm looking. <laughs> Ashley, not Ashley Hudson. No, Ashley. Uh, oh, God. Ashley Judd? Yes, that sounds right. Who it was? I think so. I don't know. The, the cast, the cast is in order of appearance, so it's difficult. To How tell. egalitarian of them! I know. Like... No, it wasn't Ashley Judd. I guess it wasn't. Huh? Was it not? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I Monica feel like I didn't Potter? see that movie. Who? Monica Potter? No. I, I can't know. tell. I'm looking on the poster. Anyway. He was whatever the most recent incarnation of that Alex Cross series based on the James Patterson novels, which used to be played by Morgan Freeman, was then played by Tyler Perry, who also plays someone else in this movie. That's the only reason I started talking about it. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Never, here it is, Bob. I, I, I wikipedia it. Um, the Along Came a Spider was the sequel to Kiss the Girls in 1997, yes. which yes. starred Ashley Judd and okay. Morgan Freeman. So that's gotcha. that's what I'm gotcha. that's where I'm getting my signals crossed. Yep. I don't think I properly saw. I feel like back in university when I was living there in Forest Dorm at you know mm-hmm. whatever the 10th floor of Forest East or whatever if it still exists, and they had the TV channels that like the university channel where they like every month they had like a loop of like five to ten movies that would play or something that were out then or something and mm-hmm. that was one of those movies and i probably watched it halfway a million times but never sat through it properly mm-hmm. so i don't know um 
I tried rewatching Stephen King's The Stand, um, and the the in, the beginning was amazing, but like then it rapidly devolves into very very like aggressively bad acting. Yes. Yes, I would have to agree with that. The beginning was very startling, uh, I thought. Uh, So, yeah, I had it taped off TV back in the day. But, um, yeah, I I, I thought it could have been a better short movie, maybe, and maybe not made for TV. And so maybe Mm -hmm. some different direction, different acting (laughs) could have have helped. But, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, the the book's not perfect either, let's be honest. I read it when I was 12, so maybe I was a little more taken with it than I would be now. So... Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I don't know. There's there's something about men from Mitchell who grew up reading Stephen King, right? Like, I, I, think I feel like I feel like uh, Southern Indiana has a very rural Maine feel to it, just from what I've seen in his books and movies. Huh. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I read The Shining like in high school or university. I think in university I read The Shining, so that's the only one I've read of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, what what books are you gonna read, or have you been reading? I'm trying to read. Um, what is it called? Uh, the girl, the girl who with the girl with the dragon tattoo. Hmm. How's that? Going? Um, uh, it's remarkably good so far, uh, but it's like 600 pages, and so and I'm I've gotten bogged down. Yeah. But it, I can tell just from the first chapter, I can tell that the writing is solid and everything. So. Hmm. Um. And I rewatched the movies recently. Was that a David Fincher joint there as well? I believe so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that guy, I think he's an outstanding director generally. Um, and that movie was outstanding. And I also found the uh, the Swedish versions as well. And they made all three movies, apparently, at the same time, pretty much, in 2012, I believe. No, no, 2005 or 2007, 2009. I, I forget. I'm getting dates mixed up but i watched the first one of those and it was also really good a little bit of a different flavor like you know i think the elizabeth slander slander whatever her name was she was good maybe as good maybe almost better than the the other one Mm. was it rooney mara or something rooney Um, mara yeah that came out 2011 girl with a dragon tattoo daniel craig rooney mara it's criminal that they never made a sequel to that, although they did make one in 2017, which was the girl in the spider's web or something, and I, I made the mistake of watching that. It was oh, no. utter garbage. Utter not, garbage. Not, not a David Fincher joint, I'm assuming. No. All different cast, all different actors. Like, everybody was underwhelming. Like, the, the, the Elizabeth character was horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, it was an action movie, you know. Um uh, I don't know. Anyways, it, it, it's an interesting book so far. I'm like two or three chapters in. It's pretty interesting because like so far it's about this journalist and stuff who gets wrapped up in this, uh, you know, this uh, slander or libel scandal. So you may enjoy it as a journalist or whatever. So that's, oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, for sure. But uh, any, any, um, uh, any quarantine playlist selections for us? Oh, probably. Let me see. What do I got? The hits, the hits. Uh, there, I, I did find something a few days ago that was kind of interesting because it's one of those videos on Facebook that is like, um, you know, you've got kind of like a, a, a 15 second clip of sound or something from a certain song and everybody's doing the same move to it, but they're like doing their own take on it, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of thing I'm talking about. Oh yeah. 
Hold on, let me see. What was this song called? Oh, well, I recently re-listened to Bjork's Aurora, which is an amazing song. I hadn't thought about it for years, but it's quite good. Um, yeah. Uh, this this other song I've I listened to recently that was kind of interesting was called I think it was called Absolutely Anything. Um, hold on, I'm scrolling through my my YouTube feed here that I've been watching recently. Um. Well, let's see. Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's absolutely anything. Yeah, it's 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 by a guy called CG Five, mm. featuring OR Thirty. It's called Absolutely Anything. Mm. It's quite interesting. It's a little bit overproduced, maybe or something. I don't know if a music purist would enjoy it. I enjoyed it. Um, and I've been you know. To some degree, I've been going back to the gym, trying to stay in shape and like, you know, doing my six kilometers on the treadmill, trying to keep my, you know, cardiopulmonary situation in, in good condition as much as possible. But um, mm-hmm. uh, so I've got some songs for that. Like, Bob, what do you I mean, do you go to the gym at all or like do you even I, lift, bro? <laughs> Not lately. It's closed. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Like, what do you listen to? to? Like, What's that? What do you listen to when you're at the gym or like when you're in that situation where you're trying to like, you know, get pumped and everything? I like I like extended versions of uh, kind of funk and disco and classics. There's uh, one DJ I always like on YouTube called uh, DJ Disco Cat. He does uh, these extended remixes of classics from 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 yesterday. So it's that's that's good. Just anything that's like a good solid groove that doesn't really quit for a you know, a period of time is usually good mm-hmm. for me. So, yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, I, I, I find myself gravitating quite often towards uh, video game soundtracks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That sounds, that's a yeah. good idea. So like a lot of times when I get on the treadmill, like one of my starting tracks is Marilyn Manson's resident evil main title theme. Wow. If you've heard that it's, oh. if you ever go back and rewatch, and this may be a good coronavirus movie is, uh, the original Resident Evil from like 2001 or 2002 or something. It's actually like an awesome zombie movie. Everything that came after it was absolute dreck, but uh, the first one was quite <laughs> solid, I thought. And this this theme song is amazing. It's kind of like, you know, it's got. I I I'm not a music person. I can't describe music well, but it, I I would say it has a feeling appropriately enough of descending down into the earth, right? Which is appropriate because they take this train to go down into this hive or whatever under Raccoon City and stuff. So. It's an awesome theme, but it's got a really kind of a driving kind of like, I don't know. It's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Other things. Uh, recently also I've, I've been listening to um, kind of the, on the opposite end is Grand Theft Auto 4's uh, intro song called The Soviet Connection, um, mm-hmm. which really has kind of a like a kind of an ascending sound, I would say, if I had to describe it a certain way. But it's 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 like it's winding up towards something, but it's like very dark and kind of like, I don't know, orchestral, but in a like kind of a modernized way or something. Um, <clears throat> Max Payne 3 soundtrack by a group called Health. The song is called Tears. It's got a really driving beat, quite good. Um, so those are some of the ones I've been listening to for sure. And also the entire... Uh, Mech Warrior 2 soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, I think I heard you mention that one on, in the past, but yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, but, uh, definitely. Yeah. 
one one video game soundtrack I've been rocking lately is the uh, Katamari Damacy, uh, because I got that game out of storage after all this, uh, after our move, and then we're like, oh, I'm going to be in for a while, may as well try rolling some things up. Fun but, game. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a fun game, but yeah, it's a good soundtrack too, so. Huh, interesting. I don't know about the gym, though. Maybe, I don't know. You could pretend you're rolling something up as you're on the treadmill. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rolling up these love handles, hopefully. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, Bob, yeah, those are my music recommendations. So I, sweet, I sweet. probably better let you go and everything. But uh, Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's, well hey, let's, we'll, let's, we'll, you know, let's do that again real soon. I'm sure we'll have time. So. <laughs> yeah, we can. Let's talk politics next time, too, because there's. Uh, you know, there's some hard truths that need to be said. I think I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's it's a very depressing time, and I'm somewhat of two minds, but I'm I'm kind of coming around to one mind on it. I think so. Okay, cool. I'm looking we'll forward to talking about that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, for sure. Right. We'll keep you and your family safe, Bob, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good night. Yep. You yeah. too.
Join the Rob Burgess Show mailing list. Go to tinyletter.com forward slash the Rob Burgess Show and type in your email address. Then respond to the automatic message. Also, please make sure to comment, follow, like, subscribe, share, rate, and review everywhere the podcast is available, including iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Twitter, Internet Archive, TuneIn, RSS, and now Spotify. The official website for the podcast is www.therobburgessshow.com. You can find out more about me by visiting my website, www.thisburgess.com. If you have something to say, record a voice memo on your smartphone and send it to therobburgessshow at gmail.com. Include voice memo in the subject line of the email. Also, if you want to call or text the show for any reason, the number is 317-674-3547. Until next time.